0: you are listening to the strangers and pilgrims podcast
1: soldiers sailors marines sound
0: off
1: both young and old. Here's the stuff, and it's solid gold. This is old bouncing Bill Goodwin... coming up to sound off with four of the smoothest ditties... you've ever turned an ankle to. Your favorite four from our sugar store. As these fine gems were elected... let's unwind the nectar and hang it in heaven. A special swing bulletin from special service... starts out like this. Number four on your tune parade... 14 carat and set in jade. Votes from the Aleutians meant business for the tune... A boy in khaki, a girl in lace. Tommy Dorsey's band with Joe Stafford in lace. Still, we stick to the Bed of Roses stuff as witness number two on your favorite four. All Ashore, Who's Going Ashore? Many years ago, this catchy cantata had a fine run of popularity, and it seems again destined for highlighted plaudits. Now, some cats might call it Rudy Toot, but in our schmaltz salon, the kids in the know say a wad of ballads from the New Hebrides battered the ballot box for another hunk of melody titled, Please Think of Me. Shep Fields, the Rippling Rhythm Riffer, puts Ralph Young under the vocal gun.
2: i no other one, can make me happy, can make me happy, as you my love, when you feel blue, for someone to love you, for someone to love you. Please think of me.
1: before we roll you on the floor, I'd like to remind you fellas about getting your votes in on time. By that, I mean any time. Yes, pick out a pet song or tune and get it elected to your favorite four. A barrel of ballots or a wad of votes will sure help out. Send all votes to special service, Los Angeles, USA. I'll be waiting for them. Attention, men. Your sound off special is one of the finest hunks of hot to hit the hemisphere since I personally wore a triangle. Gut bucket mixed in with Floy Floy. You will leap for joy when you hear Spike Jones and the City Slickers render the touching ballad, Old Black Magic. Professor Jones, hold on to your bones. <laughs>
3: fingers up and down my spine. The same old witchcraft when your eyes meet mine. The same old tingle that I feel inside. And then that elevator starts its ride, And down and down I go.
0: Round and round I go.
3: Like a leaf that's caught in the tide. I should stay away, but what can I do?
0: I hear your name.
3: And I'm aflame, aflame with such a burning desire That only your kiss can put out the fire For you're the lover I have waited for The mate that fate had me created for And every time your lips meet mine Darling, down and down I go Round and round I go Spin, loving the spin I'm in under that old black magic called love. <laughs>
1: Now climb down off the wall, cats, and lap up this next goodie on your favorite four. This brand newie is labeled number one, and it's solid, son. This stardust sonata is just now reaching the recognition stage, and it's all the rage. Dig the barefoot obligato with the Martin strings. This is a recital, brother. From Sicily came rafts of votes wanting to ease the ears with the ditty from twilight till dawn. And fancy Freddie Martin waves the battered baton to Bob Hames' vocal entrance. Number one. <laughs> Gang, that just about concludes this little recital and riffs. Every tune you fellows heard today was elected by your votes and ballots. I want to thank you very much for your apparent interest in Sound Off. It's your musical echo. Until we jump again, this is Bouncing Bill Goodwin signing another Sound Off presented by the Special Service Division of the War Department of the United States of America. can act up to par with a nasty cold. I check my cold distress the fast way with four-way
4: cold tablets. Yes, tests of four leading cold tablets proved four-way fastest acting of all. Amazing four-way starts in minutes to relieve aches, pains, headache, reduce fever, calm, upset stomach, also overcomes irregularity. Four-way
1: is the fast way to relieve those cold miseries. Then you feel better quickly. Four-way cold tablets,
4: only 29 and 59 cents. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah, uh, don't touch that dial. Listen to...
5: And
1: now, since our weekly visit to the Bumsteads falls on Christmas Day, we find them surrounded by ex Christmas packages and what came out of them. Dagwood's on the couch, relaxing after dinner, and somewhere, not quite far enough off, Baby beats a toy drum. And at the desk... Blondie is checking over some figures of her own.
6: Dagwood, mm-hmm. I've been going over the list of people who sent us Christmas cards huh? and the list of people we sent cards to. Uh huh. You can't win, Dagwood. Uh huh. It's always the same way. This year we sent three cards to people who didn't send us any. Oh, well, we got plenty. That isn't it, Dagwood. Six people sent us cards that we didn't send any to. Now, isn't that terrible? Well, we could send three extras we got to three people we didn't and uh, come out three ahead. Oh, no, Dagwood. No? We'll have to make up for it next year. Mm-hmm. Look, Blondie, let's not start figuring on next year yet, huh? I'm all tired out from this one. Oh. Hey, who gave Baby Dumpling that drum? Mr. Fuddle. Ah, uh, it's work. Oh, no, Dagwood. I'll bet it was. Just because I gave their little Alvin a bugle. Hey, look at Daddy! Look at Mommy! I'm a parade. Yes, we see you, baby. Yeah, we hear you too, baby. Look, go be a parade over at Fuddles. Oh, now Dagwood, it's Christmas. I know, but I was up practically all night helping Santa Claus. Oh, did you see him, Daddy? Huh? Oh, oh, sure. Did he say what he was so mad about? Uh, Uh-huh. How's that, baby? Oh, Sandy never gets mad. He was last night. I heard him. Oh, dear. Uh, What did you hear, baby? Well, I heard a big bump, and it woke me up. Then I heard Santa hollering that he stepped on a roller skate. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. You must remember not to leave those skates around, baby. Suppose Sandy did get mad and never came back. Oh, he'd forget it by next year. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, they put strong stuff in those drums, don't they? Don't they ever break? That's because they am such a good drummer. I know, just tired kind of hard to get it. Here I go. And I'll be back. No hurry. <laughs> Boy, I'm tired. If it was quiet, I bet I'd sleep for a week. What are you figuring now, Blondie? Oh, just making sure we sent a present to everybody who sent us one. We did. Yeah, we sent one extra, too, to Dither's. Can you imagine that guy not giving us a present this year, Blondie? No, oh, I guess he just overlooked it. He did not. He's just too mean. Oh, no, Dagwood. It, it was just some mistake. You know who Dithers reminds me of? Mm-hmm. That old bird in Dickens' Christmas Carol, Scrooge. Ah, Dagwood. Yes, sir. You know, Aunt Bessie sent Baby a copy of that story. I know. And, uh, and while you were getting dinner, I read it to Baby. I read it twice. And Scrooge reminded me of Dithers both times. Oh, golly, here comes the drum again. Well, I'll try to keep Baby quiet if you want a little nap, Dad, would you? A little nap? I'm short a whole night's sleep now. Baby, Baby! Not so loud. Poor Daddy's tired. Stop now. Well, but, Mommy, this is about all I have to play with. Why, Baby dumpling? you have lots of toys. Yeah. They're most all broken now, Mommy. Why did you break the quiet ones first? Here's your toy telephone. You could play with that. Make believe you're calling up somebody. Okay, Mommy. Well, I put my drum down. Oh, oh. Uh, listen, baby. Uh, call up Mommy on the, that uh, toy phone and ask her to keep the house quiet, huh? Daddy wants a nap. Okay, Daddy. Oh. Hello. Is this you, Mommy? Hello. Yes, baby. Hey, Mommy. Is it okay for Daddy to go to sleep on the couch with his shoes on? Uh-oh. Well, on Christmas, I guess it is. Okay, bye. <laughs> hey, Mommy, read me a story. Well, what would you like? That book can't be then. Christmas Carols. Daddy said he read you that twice. Yeah, I did. It's a fine story, but twice in one day is enough. I know it by heart. You read it, Mommy. Oh, all right. I'll read softly so Daddy can sleep. Here it is. That here word tells about the mean old Scrooge, Molly. All right. It says, Scrooge, a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner. Hard and sharp sharp as flint. Flint." My my goodness, I think Daddy does know it by heart. Yeah. Reminds me of Dither's. Shh, Dagwood. Go on, Mommy. Well, he carried his own low temperature always about with him. He iced his office on dog days and didn't thaw it one degree at Christmas. Oh, Scrooge, deathers. The heaviest rain and snow and hail and sleet could boast of the advantage over him in only one respect. They often came down handsomely, and Scrooge never did. reminds (laughs) me of a fuddle joke. Fuddle, deathers, Scrooge. If Daddy worked for Scrooge, I'd tell him where to get off that. I'd ring him up on my phone and tell him like this. Hello, Scrooge and Dithers, Dad Cratchit speaking. Daddy's dreaming, Mommy. Mm-hmm. He's dreaming he's Bob Cratchit, Scrooge's clerk. The door of Scrooge's counting house was open so that he might keep his eye upon his clerk, who, in a dismal little cell, was copying letters. Scrooge and Dithers Construction Company. Mr. Scrooge is in conference. This is Dad Cratchit. Cratchit! Oh, d- d- huh? oh uh, hello, Mr. Scrithers. Uh, uh, Mr. Doogie. Uh, Your name is uh, Scrooge, L- Cratchit. You sound like Dithers. Ha! Huh? Who's Dithers? The man who sounds like you. What's the matter with you? Are you sleeping on my time? I don't know. D- I feel kind of funny. You've probably gone batty, Cratchit. When I came in, you were talking to yourself. Oh, no, sir. I was talking on the phone. Phone? huh What's that? Uh, Why, this thing right here. And I... uh, uh, Hey, where is it? I never heard of a phone. Oh, my mistake. I guess they haven't been invented yet. No. And if they had been, I wouldn't have one. Too expensive. Mm, There's something mighty funny about all this. Ain't funny to me, Cratchit. Wake up! I wish I could. Trouble is, I keep this office too hot for you. Hot? Look at the frost on the windows, Mr. Scrooge. Nonsense! That's just a little fog outside. It's foggy all over London today. London? Uh, oh, yeah. You are tipsy, Cratchit. Huh? Been drinking the ink? No, sir. I never drink ink. Anyway, it's frozen. Nonsense! Look at the blaze in that fireplace. Oh, that's nothing but some red paper with a candle behind it. Well, use your imagination, Cratchit. Look, Mr. Scrooge, it's Christmas Eve. Couldn't I have a real fire, just one lump of coal? No, I can't get at the coal. I'm not going to open the safe again today. Well, then, can I have a sip of water? Now it's water. Well, just a sip. Next it'll be two sips, and then a glass, and then you'll want to bathe in the stuff. Never mind. The water is frozen, too. Good, it'll last longer that way. Now get back to your stool and get to work. Yes, sir. Crack it! Oh, d- d- no, uh, yes, sir. What's the idea of two candles burning at once? One each side of the ledger. Uh, why, that's a little invention of mine, Mr. Scrooge. <laughs> I, I can see both sides of the ledger at once that way. Pah! You only work on one side at a time. There. One's enough. Listen. it sounds like a drum. Nonsense. That's a horse. It's some fool wasting his money on a hansom cab. Probably my nephew, Fred. Well, it must be nice to take a cab when it's so foggy. <laughs> Last time Fred took a cab, he parked double in front of Buckingham Palace. And I had to fix his ticket. Yeah. Listen, they must have met another cab. The traffic in London today is a menace to life and limb. I'll write a letter to the Times. They say, speaking of your nephew, Fred reminds me, he sent a message today. If he wants money, he won't get it. No, sir, he just said... Merry Christmas. He sent it collect. Merry Humboldt. Pishash. Fiddle-faddle. Christmas. Oh, come, Mr. Scrooge. Don't, Mr. Scrooge, me. I suppose you're leading up to asking for the day off tomorrow. Yes, sir. If quite convenient. Well, it isn't. What are you putting your tippet on now for? It's after closing time, sir. And it's a long walk to Camden Town, now that the horse trams have stopped running. What? Stopped? Why wasn't I told? Well, right after you got on the board of directors, Mr. Scrooge, (laughs) the the tram stopped running. Why, what happened? Well, you gave orders to cut down the horse's hay. I put them in training, that's all. Uh Gave them one handful less every day. That way, they didn't miss it. Uh And in a few weeks, I'd have them used to no hay. Yes, sir. But just when they were getting used to it, they all died. Just lack of cooperation, that's all. Well, don't stand talking, Cratchit. If you're going, get out. You're wasting the candle. Yes, sir. Uh, could I have my week's wages now? Christmas shopping, you know. <laughs> a fool and his money are soon parted, Cratchit. You'll never be rich if you spend as fast as you get it. Well, my family... You can't afford a family. No. Utter extravagance. Oh, but here you are. Five shillings and tuppence halfpenny Just for loafing here all last week. Thank you, sir. But it should be five... Shilling threepence penny. Huh? Ah, why the extra penny? I loafed half a day on Sunday, too. Tag, get out! Right. And be here all the earlier day after tomorrow. Yes, sir. <coughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Dag. Dag who? Dag gone. I forgot to wish you a Merry Christmas, Mr. Scrooge. Merry Bobbycock, Cratchit. Scaram. Oh. Yes, sir. <coughs> Daddy's still asleep, baby dumpling. Sure, mommy. He thinks he's running in his dream. Look at his legs. Whee! He thinks he's sliding. Maybe he's dreaming about where Bob Cratchit slid downhill with the boys twenty times before he ran all the way home to Camden Town and Mrs. Cratchit and Tiny Tim. Hey, Blondie! Blondie Cratchit. Where's Tiny Dublin? Here I am, father. Well, Dad Cratchit, what kept you so long tonight? <laughs> Why, well, I ran all the way home. Who's that in the chimney corner? Cratchit! Oh, this is... Why, well, it's Mr. Scrooge. Uh, how did you get here ahead of me? I flew, Cratchit. Flew through the air. Oh, you must be spoofing, sir. I never spoof. I had a nasty experience. I found a ghost in my bedroom. Huh? I was counting my money before going to bed... And when I took the padlock off my wallet... I know. A moth flew out. Yes. No! It wasn't a moth. It was a ghost. And it didn't come out of my wallet. It wafted through the wall. But that's not the worst. No? No. Oh. This ghost said three other ghosts would come for me. They're going to take me for a ride. (gasps) Oh, my. Gangster ghosts? No, Christmas ghosts. The first one will be there when the clock strikes one. But I'll fool him. I won't be there. I'll be here. Well, that's fooling them. Oh, hey, maybe they will follow you here. There goes the clock. And here comes the ghost. I hear him on the stairs. Oh, maybe just one of the neighbors. No, it's the ghost coming for me. In a minute, he'll knock on that door. If you're going to knock, knock. Why, that is one of our neighbors. It's your uh, fez fuddle, He's a card, too. Don't let him in!
5: I am in, old Scrooge ball.
6: <laughs> that sounds like wig Fuddle. Yeah, and it looks a little like him, but it kind of looks like a ghost, too.
5: Well, that just goes to show you. <laughs> what do you want with me? Why, buddy, I'm the senior member of the firm of Ghost, Ghost, and Ghost. Tours de Luxe. Have a card, chum.
6: Where are the other members of the firm, huh?
5: All the other boys will be along later. Uh. Now we have tours of Christmas past, in the future. I head up the past department myself, ready for a little excursion. Scrooge, G?
6: No, I don't want to go back in the past. I, I I've been there.
5: Well, you never know the old place now. Bah. Come on, this is for free.
6: Oh, free? Any tips?
5: Nary a tip, pal. Come on, I'll show you some nice spirits. No.
6: You'll get me back in the past and then make me walk home.
5: Oh, no. No tricks on our personally conducted ghost rides, friend. That wouldn't be showing the right spirit. <laughs> you get it? Uh, look, Mr. Scrooge, why
6: don't you go with him? He makes me nervous. Yes, Mr. Scrooge. A little fresh air would do you good.
5: Don't worry, folks. He'll go with me, okay, when the clock strikes one.
6: Oh. Oh, it's going to strike now. I'm not going. I, I'll hold on to Dan oh. Cratchit here. No, no, no listen. I'll let go. Oh. Look at mommy. The ghost is fading. <gasps> so is Mr. Scrooge. Show my head <laughs> you all gone, mommy. Oh, Mommy.
1: There are several reasons why so many thousands of smokers are turning to slow-burning camel cigarettes. Extra mildness is one, also extra coolness, and the extra fine flavor and aroma of camel's finer, more expensive tobaccos. But don't overlook this fact. Slow-burning camels also give you economy. Recent impartial laboratory tests tell the whole story. In these tests, camels burn 25% slower than the average of the 15 other of the largest selling brands tested slower than any of them. Now that means camels give a smoking plus, equal on the average, to five extra smokes per pack. So join those who are turning to slow-burning, to slow-burning camel cigarettes. And to all of you who received camels for Christmas, may you enjoy more pleasure per puff and more puffs per pack in America's number one cigarette, camels. (laughs) now back in the Bumstead home. We find Blondie still reading to Baby Dumpling and Dagwood still on the couch, dreaming that he is Dag Cratchit. He seems to be having a double feature dream, so let's catch the last half. Hey,
6: hey, Lego, Lego, Lego Scrooge. (coughs) Hey, hey, Scrooge, open your eyes. We're back home again. Well, Dag Cratchit, you gave me a turn going out with a perfect stranger like that ghost. I couldn't help it, Blondie Cratchit. Have a nice ride, Father. Well, uh, yes and no. No, definitely no. Uh, See, uh, the ghost showed Mr. Scrooge his old school days. Boy, was little Scrooge smart at arithmetic. Oh, I don't know. Sure you were. Listen, the teacher asked him if he had $5 to divide among nine other kids, how much would each kid get? And Scrooge figured each kid would get uh, 30 cents. Well, I was young and green in those days. I could make a real deal with those kids now. Mm, I see what spoiled your trip now, Mr. Scrooge. Remorse. Yeah. Well, maybe the next trip will be better. The next? Oh, I'd forgotten those other blasted ghosts. You think they'll show up? Oh, listen. Yeah, yeah here comes the next one. The ghost of Christmas present. Well, that sounds like the Featherweight Fuddle ghost again. You, you, you come in.
5: I am in, buddy. I just waxed through the wall.
4: <laughs>
6: you're the same one who was here before. I thought you were the ghost of Christmas past.
5: Spook when you're spoken to, Scrooge. <laughs> You see, our firm is pretty busy right now, and I have to double up on my route.
6: Uh, so, so now you're the ghost of Christmas present, huh?
5: No. The way old Scrooge has been acting, he ain't going to get any Christmas present. <laughs> you get it? Oh, 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 I'm hot as a firecracker tonight.
6: Well, if you're a firecracker,
5: why don't you go off?
6: How's that? Get it? <laughs> no. Oh. Well, look, it, it leave me out of this next trip, huh, will you?
5: What's the matter? Did you like to ride?
6: Well, uh, you know how it is. I'm not used to flying over housetops with ghosts.
5: Ghosts fly a little high for you, eh? Well, around Christmas time, you've got to expect high spirits. Ah, ah, ah! Oh, I got a million. Huh?
6: You got a million? Well, now, maybe we can do business.
5: We're going to do business, Pop. My way. Get ready to really step out when the clock strikes one.
6: Again? I don't know what's got into that clock tonight. Listen, I don't want to see any more
5: spooks. Why not? You're kind of a shady character yourself. <laughs> Ooh, get ready. There goes the clock. No,
6: no, I won't go. Don't grab me this time. Hold on to the table. Oh, he's gone. So is the table. Oh, look. Yeah, the ghost sent back the table. Well, we'll have something to eat Christmas dinner off of anyway. Yes, but, but we haven't anything in the house for Christmas dinner. You mean there isn't any little snack at all in the icebox? Uh, icebox? What's that? Oh, I forgot. That's another thing they haven't invented yet. What will it be when it invented? Oh, boy. Why, well, it'll be something to keep food in. All kinds of food and sandwich material. Boy, can I make a sandwich when I have the stuff. <laughs> it's a shame we're so poor, Dad Cratchit. Yeah, no Christmas dinner. I tried to borrow one of those two crows the chimney sweep caught, but it didn't work. He needed them for his own Christmas dinner, I guess. Yeah, he said his wife's folks were coming over. Well, don't you care, Dad Cratchit. We're better off than poor Mr. Scrooge. Imagine being haunted by flying ghosts like that. Yeah. Hey, listen. It's one of the ghost boys again. Oh, what does he want now? Scrooge isn't here anymore. Oh. Well, well, open the door and see what he wants, Dad Cratchit. It makes me nervous when he floats through the wall. Oh. Okay, I'm coming. Ha-ha, <laughs> fooled you, didn't I? Why, it's Mr. Scrooge. Why, Mr. Scrooge, how did you get away from that last ghost? Yeah, they weren't ghosts at all. No? No, just something I had. Oh. You mean you were dreaming? That must have been it. But but how did we get into your dream? Anything can get into a dream, Blondie Cratchit. Look. You want to see what I can do? Look, my arms are empty, aren't they? Yeah. Well, abracadabra, hokers, pokers. Now look. Gosh, a turkey. What a turkey. It's ah. the biggest bird I ever saw. <laughs> I told you so. I can produce all the fixings, too, because I'm in your dream now. <laughs> hey, hey. hey, Mr. Scrooge, <laughs> you've changed a lot since I last saw you. Well, I'll tell you, Dad Cratchit. Uh. When I woke up from my dream, I knew I'd been stingy all my life. I was so glad to discover I still had a chance to celebrate Christmas, as it should be celebrated, that I went around yelling a Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy New Year to all the world! Hello! Whoops! Hello! You, you did? Yeah. Silly, wasn't it? Oh, I don't know. It's lots better than being gr- Well... Say it, grouchy. I know. Well, that's all over for me. Why, I'm so generous now, it hurts. I'm, I'm loose as ashes. Yeah? Definitely spendthrift. Oh. Why, well, I went down to the office and lit two candles. Oh, goodness. Not only that, but I, I'm going to let them burn all night. Hello, oh. <laughs> boy! And you know what, Dad Cratchit? Know what? Well, I lit a real fire in the fireplace. Both lumps of coal. Bingo, like that. Gosh. And then when they were burning good, I went back to the safe and I took out the mortgage I hold over this house you live in. The mortgage? Uh-huh. And I carried it over to the fire. Oh, Mr. Scrooge, did you burn the mortgage? Well, uh, no, but I gave it a pretty bad scorching. Oh. Well, uh, say, thanks, Mr. Scrooge. Don't mention it, my boy. (laughs) Why, what a fine fellow you are, Dad Cratchit. I'm going to raise your wages. Oh, Mr. Scrooge. I insist. Now, let's eat that turkey. It has to be cooked yet. Why, it is cooked. Didn't you notice? Oh, my. When did that happen? And look, Dad Cratchit, the table's all set. <laughs> I fixed that, too. Oh, and and when we're all through eating, will the dishes wash themselves? Why, hmm? positively. I keep telling you, Blondie Cratchit, anything can happen tonight. Oh, a, a, a raise and a turkey. Thanks, Mr. Scrooge. Say, you're the best boss in the world. From now on, Dad Cratchit, that's what I'm going to be. The tops. Why, I'd rather work for you than The WPA. Listen, the bell. The Christmas bell. Hooray for Christmas. Hooray for you, too. (laughs) Hey, Wait, that's an electric bell. They aren't invented yet. Hey, wait, Scrooge. Don't fade away like that. Wait, Blondie. Where are you going? Oh, my goodness. That doorbell is waking Daddy up, baby. Hurry and open the door. It's Mr. Divers, Mommy. Hello, Mummy. Where's Bumpstead? My, what a nice surprise, Mr. Divers. Why, oh, there's Dad went on the couch. He, he's been sleeping. Dreaming. No, no. Don't, don't, don't go away. I'm not going anywhere. I just came in. Yeah, best boss a man ever had. How's that? Does he mean me? Oh, why, yes, of course. Well, I never knew just how Bumpstead felt about me before. Oh. Hooray, hooray for my boss, Mr. Scrooge. Huh? Oh. What do you call me? The stooge? Uh, no, no. Uh, maybe I'd better wake Dagwood up. I'll wake him. Bumpstead! Oh, oh gee, gee, yeah, I'm coming. I'll put out the candle. Candle? What candle? Wake up, Bumpstead. Uh, wake huh? up, Daddy. Yes. Wake up, dear. Oh, hey. What's the matter? Where am I? At home. Oh, yeah. You're still asleep. I'll get my drum. Well, go out to my car, baby Dumbo, and there's a presser for you out there. Oh, Hey, Dag, Step out of it. Huh? Remember me? Oh, sure. Oh, Hello, Mr. Diddlers. Say, thanks for the turkey. Uh, turkey? What turkey? Oh, no. That was in my dream. Uh, biggest turkey I ever saw. Mm, you would dream about food, Dag. Not only food. guys. that was a funny dream. Want to hear it, huh? Uh, some other time, Dag. Right now, I want to give you a present. Oh, t- a present? Yep. Held it back till today to surprise you. Here it is. A bonus check. Oh, Dagwood. Look at the figure on that check. From me? Yep. From you? Certainly. D- I'm still dreaming. Why, Dagwood, that's not nice. Just just look at that check. Yeah, I see it. <laughs> hey, didn't you make a mistake? I've made a good many, Bumstead, in the past. But, uh... <clears throat> I uh, want you to know, Bumstead, that the J.C. Divers Company appreciates the fine spirit you've shown. Uh, hey, uh... uh A very fine
5: spirit of uh, cooperation and uh, loyalty to our interests. Uh, Therefore, in appreciation of your work and uh, to promote the welfare of your peaceful little home. I say peaceful little home. Baby, where
6: did you get that bass drum? Quiet, baby. Uh, Oh, 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 sorry. Uh, What were you saying, Mr. (laughs) Diggins? Never mind. Take the check. And have a good time. Well, I got to get home to Corey now. See you later. Oh, Merry Christmas! Oh, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas! Thanks for the check! Thanks for the face, plum too! So oh, welcome! <laughs> well, Dagwood, I hope you're ashamed of yourself now. Me? Why? <laughs> oh, just before you went to sleep, you said Mr. Dithers reminded you of old Scrooge. <laughs> well, what of it? Scrooge turned out all right. So did Dithers. Hey, Daddy, can huh? I take my new bass drum over to Elvin Fuddles? Sure, why not? Let's all go over to the Fuddles. Now, Dad, huh? maybe the Fuddles want to relax after their Christmas dinner. They may want quiet. Relax? Quiet? On Christmas? Oh, no, come on. We'll serenade them. Hey, give me that bass drum, baby. Now, Dadwood. Well, he can have his little drum, and you take the tin trumpet off the tree, Blondie. Well, oh, I'd rather play than listen. Come on. Here we go. We're a parade. We'll go over and wish the Fuddles Merry Christmas. And the whole neighborhood. And the whole world. Right. Merry Christmas, everybody. From Blondie and Dagwood. And baby dolls. Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. <laughs>
1: Blondie is played by Penny Singleton and Dagwood by Arthur Lake, the Columbia Picture Stars. And so, till next Monday, we leave the Bumsteads, Blondie and Dagwood. But the makers of Camel Cigarettes have other radio treats for you during the week. Tomorrow night, over these same stations, you can listen to the music of Bob Crosby and the best Dixieland band in the land with the Ink Spots as his special guests. And if you like swing, well, you'd better make a date with your radio for Saturday night, When Benny Goodman and the world's greatest swing band with Mildred Bailey bring you another musical caravan. That's a tip for your radio pleasure. And for your smoking pleasure, let us suggest that you try camels. You'll find more pleasure per puff, more puffs per pack. Our Blondie Orchestra is directed by Billy Arts, who also creates the special musical effects. This is Bill Goodwin saying Merry Christmas for the makers of Camel Cigarettes. Good night, all. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.
5: Pick up a copy of Conflict with Shadows today from your favorite online bookstore.
4: Presenting Benny Goodman and his music. Goodman, ladies and gentlemen, the man with the towered clarinet and the even more towered band who pervades assorted rhythms, all danceable, in the urban room of the Congress Hotel in Chicago. And first of all, one of Irving Berlin's greatest hits, Blue Skies. Singing... and gets a lot of rhythm out of Walk, Jenny Walk, Benny Goodman and his orchestra. Love those passes when they're played by Benny Goodman, and now another one just in the same vein. Rosetta. Benny Goodman is being presented from the Joseph Urban Room of the Congress Hotel in downtown Chicago. And now, Benny Goodman's arrangement of The Bugle Call rang. Indian. That was the bugle call rag, Benny Goodman's own arrangement. Now, the popular tune, Thanks a Million. Way they're all trucking, and here's Helen Ward to tell you all about it. presents On the Alamo. Room of the Congress Hotel in Chicago and dance some more to Benny Goodman and his orchestra and hear Helen Ward sing Eeny, meeny, miny, Mo." title speak for itself. Benny Goodman presenting Madhouse. portion of Benny Goodman's forthright invitation at the beginning of his program. Let's dance. Michigan Avenue in Chicago. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
5: Now you can double your listening pleasure by subscribing to the Strangers and Pilgrims podcast. For only 99 cents a month, you gain access to more shows for your enjoyment. Subscribe now. And happy listening.
7: Ronald Coleman, inviting you to radio's most dramatic half-hour, Favorite Story... Fourth of July in 1862, the Reverend Charles Dodgson took the afternoon off from lecturing on mathematics at Oxford and went rowing with the small daughters of the dean. On the river bank, in the shadow of a haystack, all in the golden afternoon, this young man began to spin a story. Prodded by his best listener, a little girl named Alice Liddell, he went on to spin more tales about another Alice. A young lady who fell down a rabbit hole and emerged in a land as magic and wonderful as any child has dreamed. The Reverend Dodgson was afraid the officials at Oxford might raise their eyebrows at a mathematics professor who told stories of, of rabbits carrying gold watches in their waistcoat pockets. So, for Wonderland purposes, he called himself Lewis Carroll. Yes, Alice in Wonderland is this week's favorite story. It was picked appropriately enough by the man who writes the songs the world sings. Mr. Irving Berlin. So, for all of us who love it as Irving Berlin does, here is the story of the Mad Hatter, the Mock Turtle, the Queen of Hearts, and all the other immortal characters of Alice's Wonderland.
8: looking out. Oh, I do wish I was small enough to crawl through this little passage and get into that garden. door oh, so, is so tiny. I couldn't even get my head through it. Even if my head would go through. It would be a very little use. Oh, I wish I could shut up like a telescope. A wretched height to be. very good height indeed. I am three inches. Oh, Oh. I'm so frightened. I lady, ready before you go and see Duchess. A piece of advice. Yes? Keep that dipper. And just walk into that car, and you'll find the Duchess. Thank you. Remember. You can't take less. It's You easy to take more than nothing.
7: and gentlemen. Alice and all our friends in Wonderland are waiting for us. Hurry now. We don't want to miss a moment of this golden afternoon. Already, here's Irving Berlin's favorite story, Alice in Wonderland, Act Two.
8: of the dead. To the mob trestle, and he will tell you his story. Griffin, what's that? Oh, everybody knows that half lion, half eagle, a fascinating animal. How up with you off or up with your head. <laughs> Young lady, young lady. Mm -hmm. Yes, Mr. Griffin? Allow me to introduce you to my friend, the Mock Turtle, the Mock Turtle. How sad he looks. Very, very sad indeed, indeed. (laughs) Oh, Mock (laughs) Turtle, this here young lady wants to know your history. She do, she do, she do, she do, she do. (laughs) Very well. Uh, Once I was a real turtle. I went to school in the sea. The master was an old turtle. We used to call him daughters. Why did you call him Tortoise if he wasn't one? We called him Tortoise because he taught us. Oh, really, you're very dull. Go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Very well. He had the best of education. Reeling and writhing, of course. And then the different branches of arithmetic. Ambition, distraction, uh, uglification, and derision. Uh, And I never will forget the drawling, Master. Drawing, Master? Yes. He taught us drawing, stretching, and painting in coils. What was that like? I can't show you myself. I'm too stiff. How many hours a day did you do lessons? Ten hours the first day, nine the next, eight, seven, and so on. What a curious plan. That's the reason they're called lessons, because they lesson from day to day. From day to day, from day to day, they lesson. And the 11th date must have been a holiday. Of course it was. And well, how did you manage on the 12th? That's enough about lessons. Let's have a song. Yes. Sing. Oh, yes, a song will be very nice. Sing her turtle soup, little old turtle old turtle. Dot 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 turtle soup. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, very well. Beautiful soup. All right. Thank you. That was very nice. The trial is beginning. The trial is beginning. Oh, that's very important. Yes, indeed. indeed. Come along to the trial. To the trial. (laughs) To the trial. The trial
0: will now
8: come to order. Order. Rabbit, read the accusation. Uh, The accusation. Uh, Yes, Rabbit. And the Queen of Hearts, she made some tots all on a summer's day. The knave of hearts, he stole those tots and took them quite away. Jury, consider your verdict. Oh, not yet. Not yet, Your Majesty. There's a great deal to come before that. All the first witness. All oh, the first... Ah, yes, yes, the first witness. First witness, the mad hatter. Me? Take off your hat, hatter. It isn't mine. Stolen. I took them to sell. I've got them my own. I'm a hatter. Give your evidence, and don't be nervous, or I'll have you executed on the spot. I'm a poor man, your majesty, and I hadn't begun my tea, and the twinkling of the tea. Twinkling of the what? It began with the tea. Of course, twinkling begins with tea. Do you take me for a dance? Go on. I'm a poor man, and most things twinkled after that. Only the March Hare said. You did. You did. He denied it. He out that part of it. I'm a poor man, Your Majesty. You're a very poor speaker. Here we go. And just take his head out outside. You take his head out. Now call the next witness. Call the next witness. The next witness is Alice. Here. What do you know about this business? Nothing. Nothing whatever? Nothing whatever. That's very important. Unimportant, Your Majesty means, of course. Important, unimportant. What does it matter? Important, huh? unimportant, important. Oh, oh. Forty-two. All persons more than a mile high to leave the court. I'm not a mile high. You are too. Nearly two miles high. Well, I can't go at any rate. Besides, that's not a regular rule. You invented it just now. It's the oldest rule in the book. Then it has to be number one. Jury, consider your verdict. Oh no no no! There's more evidence to come yet, please, your Majesty. Mm-hmm. This paper has just been picked up. What's in it? Well, it seems to be a letter, written by the prisoner to 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 somebody. somebody. It must have been that unless it were written to nobody, which isn't usual, you know. Is it in the prisoner's handwriting? No, 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 it's not. That's the strangest thing about it. She must have imitated somebody else's handwriting. Please, Your Majesty, I didn't write it, and they can't prove I did. Look, there's no name signed at the end. If you didn't sign it, that only makes the matter worse. You must have meant some mischief, or else you'd have signed your name like an honest citizen. That proves that you, the person, over the head! It doesn't prove anything it. Let the jury consider their verdict. No, no, no. Sentence first for Dick Ackerway. Suffer nonsense. The idea of having a sentence. Hold oh, god huh? I won't. Off of the head. Who cares for you? You're nothing but. The-
7: conclude this week's favorite story The Incredible Adventures of Alice in Wonderland The young lady who brought Alice to life in our production of Lewis Carroll's masterpiece was Dawn Bender age 11 Some of America's finest radio actors accompanied her and Claude Sweeten imagined the Wonderland music Jerome Lawrence and Robert E. Lee dramatized and directed this as well as all the other stories on this series Mr. Irving Berlin shows the travels of Alice as his own favorite story week, a love story with a dagger in it. A strange tale of romance and poison. It's Rappuccini's Daughter by Nathaniel Hawthorne. The favorite story choice of the screen's favorite bogeyman, Mr. Sidney Greenstreet. We hope you'll be listening. <laughs>
6: the Strangers and Pilgrims podcast. We hope you enjoyed this week's shows. Visit our website at www.strangerspilgrims.com.